What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Q&A show. We're going to let some people hop in here. Uh, we are... We had a, a little bit of a scramble today, which has made it uh, made it made it fun. Um, but we are here. We are live. We are doing the Q and A uh, with Dr. Rogers, and we've got a uh, for the people here. We've got a a hard stop at seven thirty. So uh, so if you do have a question for Dr. Rogers, go ahead and and put that in there because uh, we want to take um, as many live questions as we possibly can. Try to give. Uh, provide as much value as possible to the people who are with us uh, tonight. Uh, I'll remind everybody, we do this every single Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, 7 p.m., live Q&A. Jessica, hello from Big Sky Country. Hello. Are you, are you in Montana? That's awesome. Uh, I wish I was in Montana right now. Um, Anna, what's going on? Um, I am in Knox, Vegas, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, home of the home of the volunteers, and uh, let's see, performance medicine of Knoxville. Um, I hope everybody in here is doing wonderful. Um, let's see. So Jessica is in Montana. Super cool. Super super cool. It's I've heard amazing things. I need to do that. Deborah, what's going on? Kimberly, go Vols. Go Vols. We're excited about. Uh, the baseball team and everything that they've done. Hopefully we get Tony Vitello back. Um, huge year for the, for the tennis team as well. How about those tennis balls? Uh, made the final four. Had a, uh, the doubles NCAA uh, national champs. Anna, you, you grew up here in uh, Knoxville. Awesome, awesome. Um, love it here. I actually grew up in, in Oak Ridge, uh, for uh, most of my most of my childhood, Barbara, what's going on? Uh, how you doing, uh, guys? Thank you for for joining. Thank you for uh, hanging out. If you have a question, um, go ahead and, and put that in. If you haven't thought of one yet, that's okay. We're gonna get ready to bring in Doc. Uh, let's see here, Doc. You ready? Let's go. He's in the green room. Doc, what's going on? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm not in the green room, actually. <laughs> I'm in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel in Asheville, North Carolina. I'm on vacation this week, so somehow we conjured this up. So um, you know, can't miss a Tuesday. We can we cannot miss a Tuesday. We 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 love doing this, and and uh, we've been doing this for a while. This show has been it's gone from uh, five at five, um, which was kind of the initial iteration of the show, um, and it's moved to a a live Q and A format. Uh, because we like, we, we, we found out we really like, um, interacting, uh, with you guys, um, on these Tuesday evenings and seven o'clock seems to be a good time for everybody. Um, so if, if that, if that continues to be the correct, uh, let us know, uh, we're, we're open to adjusting always. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get going. Cause I know, uh, it, it's so funny. You're in the lobby of the hotel right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even staying here. <laughs> Lisa, how's it going? Uh, great to see you. Uh, I hope they don't find you out. I hope they don't find out that you're using their Wi-Fi. Well, we could get kicked out. If we do, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you get kicked out, I'll attempt, uh, I'll attempt to answering some of these questions, which I think would probably disappoint everybody that's with us. Um, so anyways, Deborah, how you doing? Um, okay, here we go. Let's get to the, let's get to, let's get to the, thank you, Deborah. Thank you, Deborah. 
uh, let's get to the uh, to the show. What's up to everybody who's just joining us? Uh, we got Dr. Rogers in. Uh, he's in a, a hotel lobby right now. So uh, we might have a little background noise, but bear with us. We're going to get to live questions. Go ahead and put those in the, in the comments. First question is, I'm a 51-year-old female who recently started on BHRT, which is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. I feel great on one milligram testosterone, but my face has started to break out. Any suggestions on how to reduce unpleasant side effects? Yeah, you know, that can happen when you first start taking testosterone. That's a very low dose. Um, so usually it's going to go away anyway with that low a dose. Um, you kind of get used to it. But sometimes we use a a DHT blocker, dihydrotestosterone blocker, like spironolactone, which is a mild diuretic, blocks down DHT and it helps the acne. We use that for a lot of reasons. But uh, so if it becomes a problem, you know, call us and we'll, we'll phone you in some stuff to kind of block that down a little bit. But it's not too unusual when you first start it to get a little, little bit of that back. Remember, you're going back to your teenage years, you're going to feel great, but you know, it's those teenage years are great in one aspect and another aspect that can not be so great, uh, you know, but um, it'll go away or we can handle it either way. Um, so very common. So that's something that, that you get used to as you stay on hormone replacement therapy? Well, that should go, that really should uh, disappear after you kind of get used to it. Okay. 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 Am I cool. talking loud enough? I know there's a lot of background noise here. I'll yes. Try to talk loud. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh, guys, let us know if there is a, if you guys can't hear us pretty uh, well, we will, we'll make adjustments. Um, we've got uh, Jenny behind the camera over there. Shout out to, to Jenny uh, putting this together and making sure, making sure that, uh, that we get Doc on the show this evening. Um, okay, let's go to the next one here. How much protein does a woman in her 40s need? How should we calculate it? Well, um, it just depends on how active you are. If you're trying to build muscle, you need more. But usually, you don't need much more than a gram per kilogram. So if you weigh 70 kilograms, you know, uh, 70 grams of protein. If you have a lot of muscle or trying to build muscle, you may need 100, 100. I mean, guys need up to 150 if they work out a lot with weights. But um, again, you, remember, you don't need to overdo the protein because if you take too much protein, it turns into to sugar. So um, you can kind of play it by ear from that. But in general, I'd say, I don't know how much you weigh, but um, certainly you don't need more, more than about 100 grams uh, if you work out quite a bit. Um, so good question. That is a good question. One thing I've heard you talk a lot about is at a certain age, you want growth. And at a, and once you, once you hit a certain age, you, you stop wanting growth because it could turn into things that might be bad for you. Is that kind of along the lines of what you were just saying? Kind of right. Yeah. You know, you want growth when you're young and, and all, but when you get older growth, sometimes you don't want to, because it can mean cancer growth. So um, you're trying to maintain, you're, you're not going to grow a lot. So that, that's where the question on using, uh, peptides like, uh, and things, you know, to get your IGF one level up a little bit, um, which is a good thing for most people, but, um, you know, you don't want your baseline too high because it increases your risk of cancer. 
Um, but again, even taking real growth hormone has never been shown to, to cause cancer. Um, it's certainly been shown to pop your sugars up and to, to um, maybe cause carpal tunnel, but it's never been shown that it causes cancer. But you're right, at a certain age, you don't want too much growth. You want uh, maintenance and uh, you want to stay lean. So I hope that answers your question. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. Thank you for asking that. It came over on Instagram. Uh, and I just want to put this up there for, for you, Doc, just to give you some affirmation. We can hear you. Uh, everybody oh, good. everybody can hear you fine. Thank, thank, you. thank you for saying that, guys. Um, we are we're uh, fighting through some, some noise tonight. and, and uh, I think there's an elevator right back there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the, but the, the good thing here is is that it goes straight to the rooftop bar. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is I know people are here for the amazing health and wellness info. Not that's where I'm going after this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of part. They're not here for for the audio quality. Um, I I can I can assure you of that. Um, okay, so let's see here. Let's keep going, guys. Uh, and I just put this as a theme because a few people have been asking it because uh, a few people in office has, have noticed what's on your arm. And, and uh, so I put in here continuous glucose monitor. And um, and as you can see that there, it's yeah. a uh, continuous glucose monitor. And we've got some really, really exciting uh, content around this. They're called CGMs. And... Uh, there, there's his little, uh, device there and we're going to, so if you're, if you're not signed up for the email, uh, that we send out every week on Tuesdays, be sure you sign up for that. Uh, next week is going to be all about, um, monitoring your sugar with these continuous glucose monitors. Uh, they are super cool. And, you know, as many of you know, my brother and sister both have uh, type one diabetes. So blood sugar control is a big thing to us. Uh, Doc, why don't you kind of explain uh, what one is and, and kind of do a little teaser for, for next week's video. Yeah, I've been pumped up about putting one of these on myself for a long time and finally got one yesterday. Andy set it up for me. And this was a freestyle Libre. It's pretty cool because you can get it for free for two weeks. And that's why I did it. And I wanted to see what different... Um, foods and stuff did for my blood sugar. I'm, again, I'm not a diabetic, but insulin resistance is the way you're going to become fat and the way you're going to feel bad all the time, which leads to all the bad things. So when you look at your diet, you have to consider what your insulin level is doing and what it does to your blood sugar. So some people are more insulin sensitive. Some people are more insulin resistant. You want to be insulin sensitive. In other words, when you eat a carbs, your insulin kicks in from your pancreas Brings your, brings your blood sugars down to normal. So these things are cool. I mean, every diabetic should definitely have one, whether you're type 1, which is mandatory, or type 2, which I recommend highly. But this, and there's better ones than, you know, there's, there's the Dexcom 6. There's ones that, that really are much more advanced than this thing. But this is a great way to start. It's kind of, I like to kind of experiment on myself to see kind of, where I stand with things and so I can relate more to my patients. So I'll take a reading right now. I just ate a really large meal at a place in Asheville called Mamones. It's uh, it's a kind of a stylish Mexican restaurant. It's probably the, the number one place to eat in Asheville if you've ever been there. But um, so I've been testing it for the last 24 hours. <laughs> the thing that popped it up today 
was um, it was humming along really good because I do intermittent fasting. <laughs> and uh, there's a picture of me. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so I decided to do something I don't ever do. Maybe once before, it's I got a caramel frappuccino, which is like a Gosh. sugar load. It's almost like a milkshake coffee deal. And it popped my sugar up pretty good to like 148, but it, it's pretty good. I'll show you how to do this. If I can get on camera there, um, you see that monitor? Okay, all I do is turn this little monitor on, and I'll wave it across that. It beeps, and my sugar is at 113. Not too bad after a pretty darn big meal. Uh, also drank a margarita, a mango <laughs> margarita. <laughs> I'm on vacation. I don't drink a lot, but that you know. is that is amazing actually i think that's super cool and i, I can't yeah, wait cool. to this thing is awesome it shows you you know what i've been during the day and i got down to about 72 at one point um but this is just a good way to monitor i suggest it for everybody you, you know, know come in the office we'll show you how to use them and, um it's pretty cool it's a good device to manage your metabolism it'll teach you what you can eat and what you can't so for the next two weeks i'm going to be eating different foods that I would not eat usually. Like I'm going to go get a Krispy Kreme donut and see what it does. I'm going to drink a Coke, which I bet you I haven't drank one of those in 10 years. Um, I don't know what else I'll do. You know, I'll eat steak. I'll, I'll just see what it does and just monitor it. And, uh, you know, because everybody should really eat like a diabetic. So continuous glucose monitor. Uh, look into, <laughs> into, especially if you have any kind of metabolic syndrome. And, and I'll add, we're, we're gonna we're, we're, we have a, a demo video coming out, um, and as well as a podcast episode that's dedicated to a continuous glucose monitor and how to use them. Uh, we find them fascinating, and I can't wait for this stuff to, to to get out. You know, what's interesting is I've seen them when I've been out. I've seen people wearing wearing them, and I honestly I kind of assumed before we started making these videos uh, this past week, I, I kind of assumed that they had type one diabetes. And cause I've seen Andy, Andy wear them before. And, and, uh, you know, so, so what's fascinating is that you don't have to have type one to, to wear these things and, and, and manage that. So yeah, a lot of information. I'm looking at the kind of the comments and yeah, yeah. Lisa, Lisa said, was it Starbucks? Um, <laughs> no, it was, uh, actually it was at a kind of a private coffee shop and, um, we drove up to Lake Lure, which is one of my favorite places in the world. It's, it's just a, beautiful chimney rock lake lure you've never been there it's one of the most gorgeous places i've ever been anywhere so take a trip to lake lure it's about 20 miles outside of Asheville. just gorgeous 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 uh place ben's been there with me before so um yeah the links i'll go to, to uh, <laughs> for my patients but i will go to a lot of links for my patients well, I, I wouldn't I, do anything on my patients i wouldn't be willing to do on myself so, um, and that, that's, that's the truth. I, I can attest to that. And I think this is, like I said, this is going to be a really cool, uh, content series. We're doing a series on the battle against sugar. Um, this, the, the one that went out today was on, uh, fruit, uh, the fruits you should avoid, uh, and the fruits you can, you can eat. Uh, I got to put this up here. We miss you too, Katie. 
Um, I hope you're having an amazing time. Uh, we will see you shortly. Katie, of course, is our operations manager. Uh, she's taking a, a little vacation. She doesn't do this ever. So uh, we're, we're so glad that Katie's uh, getting some, some time off. She loves to ride some bikes. Hopefully you're getting to do that. Um, and we've got uh, Barbara saying, you know, you might get hooked on the good stuff, Doc. You know, don't, you got to be careful with those Krispy Kremes. I know that worries me a little bit, but uh, I hope not. (laughs) Um, But anyways, guys, we're going to get into the comments here and, and, and um, answer some questions. So if you, if you have questions for doc, we've got about uh, 15 minutes left and, uh, and we are going to get going here. I think we had a good one. Good question up top here. Let me see. Uh, I'm so pumped that Jessica's in Montana. I can't, I can't get over that. I, I, I really want to go. I really want to go there. Um, okay, let's see. Lisa has a great question. I'm turning 60 in August. How can I lose the weight? Uh, she has done fasting before. Um, what's, your, what's your initial thoughts when you hear someone, you know, around that age range uh, mentioned they're just having real, real trouble losing the weight? Well, of course, you know, being 66 myself, I know it's harder than it was at 20 or 30. Your metabolism slows down a little bit. There's so many factors in there, like your hormone levels, your cortisol, your thyroid, your and your insulin levels. You know, one thing I would suggest besides I love the intermittent fasting. I do it almost every day. And you have to, of course, eat low carb. But um, there's some tools out there that will get your, your body to kind of lower that threshold. A lot of people kind of plateau. They get stuck. And that's our job is to figure out why. And a lot of times we have tools like Ozempic and, you know, the new week Ovi, which are um, uh, medicines called GLP-1 agonists that really help your insulin work better. They delay stomach uh, gastric emptying and they hit your satiety center, your brain. So and reduce glucagon output from the liver. So um, it works in four ways. We've had a lot of people be able to lose weight on those GLP-1 and agonist. Mm-hmm. So that's a tool that you may need. Um, you know, so there's, there's a way to do it. Your body has an incredible way of maintaining homeostasis, sameness. So a lot of times you've got to do something to kind of get over that plateau and, and set it to a lower level. But I mean, that's a question I'm faced with every day from yeah. – uh, a lot of my patients and a lot of what we do is try to figure that out for you. And a good place to start, of course, is come in and get a Cleveland heart panel and let us look at all those metabolic numbers for you and then try to figure out a strategy. Um, you know, calories count as well, but uh, most people need to eat less carbs and kind of follow your sugar levels. You may want to get one of these, uh, these uh, freestyle Libres for a couple of weeks to see what you tolerate better than, than what you don't tolerate. So um, it's a great question. One I'm asked every day and it's, it's not an easy answer. It's not, you can't just say eat less and exercise more. That doesn't work. Yeah. It's a lot more complex than that. So um, it is a, it's a, it's a great, great question and, and a, and a common one. And, and uh, you know, I, I would encourage you, we, we, we've put out a few videos on things like Ozempic. Um, Julie Ashton's had a great testimony uh, around that. And, and um, so I encourage you to check those stuff out. And I, I, I'm interested in, you know, these continuous glucose monitors, whether or not um, you're going to have, you know, people in their 50s and 60s 
who have had trouble losing weight, whether or not that's a, a, a really viable option for them, you know, just to see how their sugars are acting. Um, okay, let's get to, to Mark here. Mark, what's going on? Uh, Mark is over on YouTube. Uh, if you guys have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, go do that. That's where we keep everything. Uh, do you have any recommendation for treating a leaky gut? Yeah, there's a lot of recommendations for treating a leaky gut. Um, of course, you, you start first with eliminating the inflammatory foods. And, you know, usually that means sugar, glutens, dairy, soy, corn, maybe nightshades. Um, and then you have to, you know, replenish it with the right kind of prebiotics and probiotics. And sometimes it's more complex than that. You know, we run a GI map test, which is a stool test on a lot of people that tells us whether they have a fungal infection, yeast overgrowth, bacterial infection called SIBO. Um, Andy will have an interesting podcast to do on his results soon. So he's having to really start over and wipe all the bad stuff out of his gut and rebuild from there. And a lot of times it, it takes uh, several antibiotics. I mean, he found out he had H. pylori and is really relating that to uh, the psoriasis that he, psoriasis he's been experiencing for several years. So, um, yeah, leaky gut. I mean, you know, all these people with autoimmune diseases that come in, if you can't straighten out their gut, it's going to be very hard to, to help them in the long run with these autoimmune diseases. Chronic fatigue, brain fog, that's certainly one major thing we look at is the gut. It's one of those, the, the gut thing is, is really, it's super, super important. And I know uh, leaky gut something that, uh, that we're treating every day. And, and and make sure you don't get arsenic poisoning, too. That could be a big one. Mm. Interesting, interesting. All right, guys, uh, if you do have a question, go ahead and put them in. I got to uh, give a shout out to, to Carter. This is Katie's sister. Uh, you guys are, uh, I hope, having a good time. And uh, and she, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love this comment. Carter, and, why did you have to say that? <laughs> uh, Katie, Hope you guys are having a good time. Yes, yes, we we are trying so hard not to not to bother you guys uh, while y'all are on vacation. Uh, Carter and Katie are absolutely wonderful. Um, so hope you guys are having fun. Um, okay, let's see if we don't have a um, a question here. Um, I I just got to give a quick shout out to everybody who is hanging in there with us and have uh, have stayed with us this long on the on the live Q and A show. Tonight, uh, we have uh, tried to to make this happen, even though Dr. Rogers is is out of town and and uh, in a in a random hotel lobby right now. <laughs> I understand, Ben. You're trying to bug out of here because you may have you're going out tonight, maybe a date or something. Or? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get into that. Let's don't bring this personal stuff in. Okay, but have a good time anyway. Well, we do have uh, we do have one from. From Brandy here. Brandy, thank you so much for for asking a question. That way, Doc, uh, Doc doesn't kind of turn into to Dad and, and get get into the personal personal questions. Um, this will keep Doc Doc focused here. So thank you, okay, thank you, yeah. Brandy. Um, Brandy asked. You mentioned the antibiotics for autoimmune last week, specifically doxycycline. Is that for all autoimmune or just specific ones? Really specific ones, it, it just depends. I mean, a lot of times, like I say, there's yeast overgrowth that you can use uh, natural substances for or antibiotics. There's H. pylori, there's Klebsiella. There's all kinds of different 
um, bacteria, yeast, fungus, parasites. So you got to kind of target the one that is specific for you. That's why I like that GI map. It really tells you what you have going. So that, that's a great way to start rebalancing your gut. So it's a great question. Doxycycline is just one that we use for so many things. It, it helps rheumatoid arthritis. It, it helps fibromyalgia. And a lot of times it may help it because as we talked about in one of the podcasts before, it, it may be treating Lyme disease. <laughs> so, yep. you know, we start looking at that a little bit too. So, um, interesting stuff, kind of complex stuff. But The doxycycline thing was really interesting. Um, a really interesting one. And, and you, we we had a podcast on that a while back. What's the book you recommend? Is it Chronic? It's called Chronic? A chronic, yeah, by Dr. Uh, I think it's James Phillips. Um, either. James or Stephen Phillips is a Yale epidemiologist who had Lyme disease himself and cured himself. And now thousands of patients, but he travels the world talking about basically Lyme and how that it may be the precursor to a lot of autoimmune diseases. Uh, maybe all of them, you know, and Lyme plus, because it's not just Lyme, it's, it's, there's about 30 different uh, bacterial uh, spirochetes like Lyme disease. So you may test negative for Lyme and still have one of these other ones like, uh, gosh, all kinds of them. Lepto, Brucella, and um, well, there's just a ton of them. I can't think of the ones right now, but a uh, great book. If you have any kind of autoimmune disease, read that book, Chronic, by Dr. Phillips. Yeah. It fascinates you a little bit. All right. Let's see here. Thank you for that, Brandy. Um, and I just want to say, What's up to Sage? Sage, how you doing, man? Are you guys having a blast? I hope y'all are. Uh, I hope they are treating you well, and I, as I'm sure they are. So, Sage, what's going on, man? Uh, thank, you for, thank you for letting uh, Katie and Carter uh, hang out with us tonight on the Q&A show. Uh, hey, we, did, ben, we, we did have one more uh, question that came in over what okay. I saw. It says, I'm a new hormone patient. I've been on the cream for three weeks and started bleeding. Is this normal? Um, it, it happens fairly, not all the time, but sometimes it does happen. It's kind of, remember, it's bringing you back to a little more youthful level. Um, so don't freak out of the, over that or anything. Usually we start out at really low doses, but, you know, things are starting to work again a little bit. It's a dog. <laughs> this must be a pet hotel or something. But anyway, um, uh, so don't freak out. Just make sure you're up to date on your pap smears and all that your pelvic exam. Sometimes women at around menopausal age will have fibroids or a thickened endometrium and uh, the addition of hormones will kind of uh, cause a little bit of that. Just take note that it's happening. If it doesn't disappear, it continues. Let me know or your GYN and, because sometimes it may, it won't really cause a problem, but it could unearth a problem. Uh, that you may have like fibroids. So it's, it's a good thing. And a lot of, we found a lot of stuff along the way just because we make people get the screening off or uh, things when they get on hormones, we make sure they're up to date on their pap smear, their mammograms, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, these bioidentical hormones do not cause cancer. But if you already had one, unbeknownst, it could make one bleed or something. But that's probably, I mean, 99% of not the case with you. But um, so it should go away. Sometimes we'll tweak them a little bit. You know, I like to recheck the hormone levels at about uh, six to eight weeks anyway to see if you've got that estrogen-progesterone ratio 
right? So sometimes it just means you need a little more progesterone. So don't hesitate to let us know if it doesn't go away. So, but we deal with that on a daily basis, but it's a minority of the cases. So. All right, we're going to get to a few more here. A few more lives are coming in. Tracy, what's going on? Thank you for, for hanging out. Thank you for being here. Uh, Karen asked, what is the cost of a Cleveland Heart panel? Uh, that is uh, something that we outsource uh, through Cleveland Heart. Uh, it is a $40 draw fee uh, to performance medicine. And then the bills we've seen come in from your insurance company uh, have been between $100 and $200. Uh, Medicare, I think, is, is completely covered. Um, and Katie, if I'm, if I'm wrong and you're still here, uh, you, you can correct me in the comments, uh, but I believe that is the case. Um, Carolyn asks, are you guys treating long COVID, which I'm assuming, uh, long hauler, long hauler COVID, um, and we're going to, we're going to yeah, do yeah. a, we're going to do a, a more extensive, um, podcast and, and doctor's note on that, but I'll let you answer that doc. You are, you are treating it. Uh, yeah, we have been treating long hauler syndrome from COVID and, uh, Robin Riddle, our excellent nurse practitioner in Knoxville, uh, treated one today. She conferred with me on that. And there, there is a protocol. There's a lot of stuff to do and um, a lot of things you can use that will really help. But one thing I'll tell you, please eat very clean if you have long haulage syndrome. No processed foods, no sugars. Again, later this month in about three weeks, I'm taking a three-day course in treating long haulers. So hopefully... Um, I'll know a lot more about it when I finish this course, but uh, certainly we use things like ivermectin. Um, we use different vitamins. Um, a lot of times we'll use uh, a treatment for OCD. Um, it's, a, it's Luvox. It's an hmm. SSRI that helps it a lot. So there's a lot of kind of repurposed medicines that have been found to be useful for treating uh, long hauler syndrome um, so it's, it's kind of, it's really interesting. So yeah, if you have, especially if you have the, the mental fogginess and the, I mean, people are presenting in different ways, like lungs sometimes with shortness of breath, cardiac, gut, hormones, brain. Um, so there's a lot to it. And we, we tailor the treatment based on which organ system that is affecting you. So, um, yeah, definitely we treat this. Super cool. Carolyn, thank you for that question. Guys, that is, uh, that is our time for today. Uh, I really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Uh, Dr. Raj, I appreciate you taking out the time tonight, uh, finding that spot uh, in the hotel. Shout out to Jenny behind the camera. Shout out to Katie and Carter. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. A special shout out to Sage tonight. Thank you, Sage, for hanging out with us and, and being a part of our live Q&A show. Love all of you. Jessica, I hope you have a wonderful time in Montana. Guys, we are out. Uh, and as always, we will be back next Tuesday, 7 p.m. for another round of the live Q&A. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m., Facebook and YouTube. We love all of you. Dr. Rogers, thank you. Vicki, thank you. Thanks, man. Uh, and guys, we will see you guys next week. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.